Coming up on today's federal newscast, another clue into when federal employees will see their raise reflected in their paychecks. One federal union wants TSA to make its workforce more welcoming. And the Interior Department gets even further away from having an inspector general now that the person who's been filling that role is leaving. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. All signs point to federal employees' paychecks looking a little larger by early next week. An email from the National Finance Center obtained by Federal News Network says the raise and a lump sum from the retroactive pay raise will be in checks by next Monday. Employees who saw a change in pay status won't see a raise until May 20th, though. Some 20,000 employees at the IRS are among those facing delays in getting the 2019 retroactive pay raise due to a change in pay status. The National Treasury Employees Union says about 20% of the total IRS workforce have experienced a change in pay status since the start of the year. A call to end a culture of bullying at the Transportation Security Administration. The American Federation of Government Employees says new reporting shows workplace retaliation and bullying may have contributed to the death of a TSA agent in February. The agent jumped to his death from a balcony at Orlando International Airport. The Interior Department's Deputy Inspector General Mary Kendall is leaving the agency for a similar job with Amtrak. E&E News reports Kendall will retire from Interior in May after about 20 years with the department and become Amtrak's Deputy IG. Kendall's departure announcement comes just as her office began a new investigation into Interior Secretary David Bernhardt and follows several years in which her team conducted investigations into former Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke. She's been serving as acting IG since the department has not had a permanent one since 2009. Acting Homeland Security Secretary Kevin McLeanan moves quickly to shore up leadership at his previous agency. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. He names John Sanders, currently Chief Operating Officer at Customs and Border Protection, as the acting commissioner. Sanders comes from the technology side of the security industry, having been a founder of an imaging equipment company later acquired by SAIC. Before joining Customs and Border Protection, Sanders was Chief Technology Officer of the Transportation Security Administration, where he worked on the pre-check program. I'm Tom Temin. FEMA alerts state, local, and industry emergency managers not to overlook the importance of a secure supply chain. The agency releases a supply chain resilience guide with recommendations and best practices to ensure products are not tainted. It uses a five-phased approach around research, analysis, outreach, action and assessment, and refinement. FEMA's planning a series of webinars later this month and released two prep talks about supply chain resilience case studies. Two new programs from the Intelligence Advanced Research Projects Activity, or IARPA, look to come up with ways to combat machine learning. IARPA's director, Stacy Dixon, says the projects will focus on preventing adversaries from compromising the training data behind artificial intelligence tools. IARPA launched a draft board agency announcement for one project called Trojans in Artificial Intelligence back in December. Dixon says an announcement for the other program will be released later this year. 
Two top Democrats from the House Oversight and Reform Committee submit a new request to the General Services Administration for documents related to the Trump hotel lease. Committee Chair Elijah Cummings and Government Operations Subcommittee Chair Jerry Connolly have asked for them before, but this is the first time as the majority, which means they have subpoena power. The request comes after GSA's Office of the Inspector General released a report earlier this year claiming agency attorneys did not address emoluments clause concerns in their assessment of the lease. The Trump administration's initial effort to reskill and retrain federal workers for cyber jobs is off and running. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. The Federal Cyber Reskilling Academy kicked off its initial class earlier this week with 30 students, five more than it had planned. With such an overwhelming demand for spots in the course, the CIO Council found funding to support five more students virtually. More than 1,500 federal employees applied to join the class. The courses started April 15th and run through July 15th with the goal of training non-technical federal employees on cybersecurity skills. The council expects to open up applications this spring for a second academy session. I'm Jason Miller. The Air Force is trying to recruit new civilian employees through their computer screens. The service held a virtual hiring fair last week where it interviewed more than 1,700 pre-screened candidates for civilian positions. Air Force Human Resource Specialists were able to speak with applicants via video chat. Qualifying candidates were recommended for a phone interview. And the Navy is building two new simulator facilities to give ship operators more practice and to update the current simulators they use. The move comes after a series of collisions killed 17 sailors a year and a half ago. A review found simulators were not up to par. The new facilities will be in San Diego, California and Norfolk, Virginia. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One. And follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 